0: Okay, welcome, everybody. Uh, we are today uh, uh, together for one hour long with uh, Francesco Viviano, um, who is uh, co-founder and COO at Arcton, a very promising mm-hmm. startup uh, headquartered in uh, Zurich. Hello, Francesco. How are you? Hi.
1: Hi. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Like, all it's good. a real pleasure. How about you?
0: Uh, f- perfect i'm fine thanks uh it's a great pleasure to have you because uh, what you do at acton is very interesting and very promising and it opens a lot of possibilities and a lot of doors for startup and also for investors so we will dig dive deep dive um, we'll uh, we will'll we'll, we'll discuss with you uh, very precisely so we have a very intense program today um so maybe before we start maybe you could um uh, can, can you present yourself and sure. your background, also the one of Miran, your, your co-founder, and how yeah. did you meet and why did you did you focus on that subject uh, in particular?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I start with me and my co-founder. So myself, uh, I'm Italian. I moved to Switzerland around six years, six years and a half ago. Uh, I studied finance. I worked a couple of years as a data analyst for eBay and another company in Geneva, always in the corporate finance side. And later on, I did uh, certificates of advanced studies in blockchain at the University of Geneva. So to learn how to put my hands on the tech programs, smart contracts.
0: And so, uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, because I, I, as I also uh, re, uh, watch many of your, your previous interview, I just want to understand why you, you were interested by the crypto and the blockchain world, and why did you get this certificate? I, I, I want another yeah. one, another subject. Why this particular subject?
1: Uh, but- I mean, it was, so I started following the crypto space since 2018, when I was still at university back then. Um, And it was at the beginning, it was just out of interest. There was a course at the university of Lausanne and I just took it. And actually my professor was Adrian Treccani, who is now the founder, who is the founder of Metaco. Maybe you heard that they sold the company uh, for, to Ripple for 250 million just recently this year. So he was actually my professor, he got me into the topic. Uh, and later on, I started exploring it myself and I was always really fascinated um, a lot by blockchain because it's a multi-discipline, uh, I feel it is a multi disciplinary, uh such a complicated mm-hmm. word, uh, mm-hmm. multi-disciplinary uh, subject. So it's not like AI where it's, it, it can be applied to many um, domain, but I feel like, um, Blockchain it's really uh, multidisciplinary. You can have, apply to many more domains, and um, so that's why I was really interested. I was especially interested about with the intersection with the financial sectors, and uh, yeah, that's where I, I decided. Like, uh, it was a new thing, exciting, uh, and I wanted to deep dive into it.
0: Mm, perfect. And and then uh, how did you meet uh, Marines, and how did you brainstorm about the the, the type of startup because you could have done as you said many other things with blockchain and the technology and and why this particular uh, uh, positioning for arcton we will talk about often of course in, in detail but uh, i'm always interested you know about the 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 t0 of of, of of an of adventure an, of an adventure sure so
1: what wh- how we met we met at an event uh when i was still doing my certificates of advanced studies he he has so he has a background as a lawyer so he uh is from st gallen he so he's swiss he did um yeah he studied in uh, in, uh, in law and then he became a lawyer and he worked as a capital market lawyer for baker mckenzie so he works on these IPO, really company going public. And then he became a research assistant at the University of Geneva, uh, sorry, University of Zurich. And the professor asked him, hey, you should write a paper in your PhD on tokenized shares, because that was the new thing. Uh, it was a new law that came, uh, they basically was enacted by the government, Swiss government two years and a half ago. So he did a whole PhD on on tokenization and digital assets and basically what what he was looking at what why would someone do it why would someone tokenize why does it make sense Um, on my side i was interested in tokenization of real estate at the time Uh, but then we brainstormed and we realized that it it was a much better idea to go uh, as he suggested to go into the tokenization of of startup shares Mm -hmm. or companies which is easier, uh, because exactly you could t- you can tokenize any securities, but you cannot tokenize directly a piece of real estate. I mean, you need to tokenize if you want the company that owns a piece of real estate, but you cannot do it directly, real estate. So that's why we went for the equity. We thought it was interesting because it needed to be, uh, I mean, investing in private, not not public equity. So that's what I want to make sure. We are there is no interest from our side into public equity because these are already tradable, mm-hmm. already available to everyone. What is not available and it's hard is to get into private companies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh then there's so many most of the companies are private. And uh, and and that's where we found okay, there will be uh there is a there is a potential, there is an opportunity because if we can create a market for these uh, um a market for for the tokenized shares of these companies, then we can really disrupt how crowdfunding has been done. Mm-hmm. And we, with the help of DeFi and all the new technology that came out of it and this new law, we could really make it happen. We can make it happen.
0: It makes sense, of course, because uh, the private company is huge. It's, uh, it's um, We all hear about you know, the listed company on, on the classic stock, stock exchange, but of course, uh, the hidden part of the iceberg is the privately held startups and companies and SMEs, and etc. They are huge, 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 huge. And of course, they, are, they need money also, they, they need investors, and, and yeah. uh, but they are, they are privately held, as you said, uh, companies. So uh, it, exactly. it makes make a lot of sense you know, to, to help them to, to, to offer um, liquid um, shares. And of course, mm-hmm. a, a dynamic exchange also, because it, we will talk about this point very, because it's yeah. very important. Uh, um, so you decided to mm-hmm. create it, Arcten, that is um, exactly. marketplace, uh, a marketplace, uh, an equity-based crowdfunding platform. Exactly. With the leverage of um, tokenization of startup shares, Absolutely. plus exactly. an exchange uh, external that is cannot. Kind of, we'll talk about yeah. this. Exactly. So this exactly. is the positioning of Arcton, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly that uh, you you summarized perfectly Haton is just a crowdfunding platform equity crowdfunding platform uh where the only difference is that we tokenize the equity that uh, of the startup that raise funds on us, and then we have a partnership with a it's called a decentralized exchange. Maybe we can go more into it, which we partnered for actually doing the secondary market mm-hmm. and this is a, the the interesting part is that you can have a continuous uh secondary market. Uh, 20 open 24 7 so yeah fantastic that's um
0: yeah so now uh okay now we have position what what is exactly uh Acton? uh we will talk about uh, because it's a uh, it's um it's a b face uh, uh b to b to b uh you know uh no not exactly yeah it's
1: it's, it's a marketplace yeah. so exactly you need that you need it's like, normally it's called marketplace because exactly you need investors on one side or retail investors, people that wants to invest and then you need the companies or the startups that wants to raise so funds.
0: Let's let's talk about each face of the of the marketplace. We will start yeah. with the startup size. Um, uh, what 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 are what are the type of startups are you looking for? Are you accepting to onboard on actions? Are you uh, technology specific or uh, are you uh, or agnostic? what type of application are you seeking or once again mm-hmm. are you agnostic what development stage also very important pre-seed yeah. uh, from idea to mvp or seed incorporated exactly MVP, pre-serie a post-serie or, and geography what is the geography are you focusing for your startups yeah,
1: absolutely so um, regarding the startup so we are so, the type first, the first, the kind of startups that uh, we are, we target and is allowed on um, is pretty much any startup who is not actually a crypto startup or that has what I mean, crypto startup, it has its own token. So, if these, if a startup has already its own token, not tokenized, I'm just saying a utility token because there is a distinction between a, a security token and a utility token, mm-hmm. then is not suitable for us because then there is this dual listing of like, you have a token and then you have a security token. So actually crypto startups who are who want to issue their own token, they are not suitable for us. On the other side, we have all the other startups or how we call it, Web2 startups, which can be in any space, FinTech, MedTech, uh, really anything, AI, whatever, that just won't like to talk that they are not planning to to issue any token because it's not that every startup will issue their own token mm. then what we can just do is to tokenize their equity and just make it easier for people to to uh, to buy and to trade it afterwards so i would say that so we are like agnostic on the kind of uh, industry mm-hmm. anything anything that our community is interested they are mostly interested into ai fintech blockchain as well even though I, as i said they don't need they don't have they are not planning to issue any token but they want to tokenize their equity and uh health tech so these are the the the, the segment which our community is more interested uh about but of course we are open because um um to any other segment
0: i asked a question because uh usually uh, as you are uh, deeply connected to the fintech ecosystem in Z- in zürich uh, incubator yeah. accelerator and and, and top uh, top uh, uh, teaching uh, university etc all of this I, I at first i thought that you were only helping you know digital startup in the field of crypto in the field of blockchain you know to you know you know it's a kind of um, Internal thing that uh, working together. But I see on your platform that you are also working for uh, uh, supporting a startup that has developed an exoskeleton that is a a physical uh, product. You know exactly. Okay, so actually, it's that's that's what is important for us. So we are open like
1: to work with uh, any you know web two startup or in any pretty much segment. Which has a community, as actually, hopefully, as a community, of course, it helps if the startup is a B two C, a little bit of a B two C oriented startup, because it's just the nature of crowdfunding. You know, since you are, mm. uh, you you want retail investor to invest. If you are doing a very uh, abstract thing like a banking software, where people have a hard time maybe to relate, is a B two B business. Um, people have a hard time. Then it's a bit harder to sell, but mm-hmm. I mean, not that it's not possible. It's just that it's a bit harder, you know. The B two B businesses, Absolutely. so B two C businesses are more suitable for crowdfunding. Also, that has to be said, and uh, yeah, no, the, 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 I, the stage, of, <laughs> the, stage the, the stage of development. So in order to ensure that we have uh, a, le- uh, so. I mean, I can go later into the world diligence process, but the, the the startup that we accept, they need to be incorporated. Mm-hmm. They need to be raising a seed round or a Serie A. Okay. So family, friends, uh, pre-seed round, we we are not interested. Uh, uh, so, and we try to look for startup who are a bit more advanced, still early stage, but a bit more advanced. We cannot take the risk to really list anything that comes up to us just uh maybe uh, you know someone with an mvp or with an idea we need product market fit we need a little bit of revenue potentially we need uh, to see that um, yeah some some fit otherwise uh, it's too risky it's too risky yeah
0: very interesting um so let's let's continue with the startup size maybe uh so uh of course uh it's a it's a classic question people ask you uh, how do you source your startup uh, do you mm-hmm. uh, do you uh, launch ads online calling out startup on board or or, or do you participate in demo days uh, uh do you scan mm-hmm. the web yeah. how, how is your your process to 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 find startup and and bring them on board
1: so we so we we ourselves so exactly uh, it's mostly network connections. So uh, yeah, it's really hard to do uh, um, ads online for this kind of business. While you can do it for retail investors to raise awareness about your platform for sourcing startup at this stage, at least we that we do, we just go through our network. So we are incubated at Tenity. Tenity is the biggest fintech incubator in Switzerland, and thanks to them. We get access to a really a lot of interesting deal. Uh, We get to know uh, a lot of startup that pass through the incubation program. Some of them are early stage. Some of them are still early, but a bit more advanced. Mm -hmm. But we already get to see uh, really interesting startups. Then uh, we we often go to events uh, um, in in Zurich around. You know there is the uh, Zurich University AI Center. Uh, There are I mean there is the Startup Night. uh, all these events and all these uh, eco- smaller ecosystems, we try to, you know, we create connections with them in order to get to know where are the startups, which are the ones, which are the startup raising funds. But honestly, it's most true connection. I'm very connected. I've been connected to the EPFL, the one in Lausanne, because I studied there. Therefore, I still have connection there. My co-founder has done a uh, study. I studied at the University of Zurich, so we have connection there. We just go to demo days, as you mm. said. Uh, so it's mostly network how we source uh, and we look for startup. And also we we check on LinkedIn sometimes, mm. you know, and then uh, what's going on. And we check some uh, some uh, some uh, you know startup that went through InnoSwiss or Venture mm. or Kickstarter, um, you know, these these startup in Switzerland. So another thing is, as of today, we are only looking for Swiss based mm. startups sure because um, of because of the legal constraint that we have with our business
0: uh, yeah. related to the bill right for the tokenization or
1: yeah it's for the tokenization because uh i mean the swiss tokenized tokenization mm. law applies only to swiss based startup mm. so if they are outside uh switzerland we cannot apply the same legal base that um It's in Switzerland. We have in Switzerland.
0: I will, of course, I will ask you to explain a little bit more this this bill because it's fascinating and and we hope uh, that it will be copied and pasted in all Europe because it's very, very powerful. Um, Concerning uh, the startup, once again, how many startup you want to, what is your, what is your policy? You want to, to have the maximum startup on your platform and let, let, you know, the, the crowd the investors to decide. Or do you want to have to kind of deal flow, you know, one, one after one and pushing one until the raise fundraising is, is done and putting another one? Or what is your policy uh, for the startup fundraising process? Yeah. At the moment is
1: more as the second one you described. So we do one at a time. We need to grow our community. We did the first fundraiser in uh, in November for a startup based in Geneva. And now exactly we are sourcing the for the next startups. At the moment, we are planning to do one by one case to really validate uh, the interest, grow mm-hmm. uh, the community, validate uh, our, um, yeah, have a product market fit, you know. So at the moment, is really one by one case. Uh, later on, uh, our vision is to um, clearly have uh, more startup, probably even expanding to other different asset classes, if our community find it interesting. And later on, is to develop our own secondary market. Yes.
0: This is well, very interesting, because uh, we will talk about the secondary market strategy also that you choose. And you are telling mm-hmm. that you want to develop your own secondary market. It's very interesting to see the, the, the articulation. But a little bit later, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we'll talk about uh, that. And so let's talk about maybe a little bit about the due, the due diligence, uh, how you do you talk about the, the stage and location the uh, the stage uh, yep. starter and their location and uh well and then do you have a very formal due diligence or do you re, do you uh, rely on what the incubator the accelerator have already performed and you you just uh, let them come in
1: no we we have quite of a, a rule-based strict due diligence on startups so i mean at the beginning it's just you know they, they reach out to us. They send a pitch deck and we see if it can be of any interest. Then we start to circle this inside our community to test if there is any interest as well. Is it something? Once we see that, okay, it's something that could be interested, then we start the actual due diligence. Hmm. Then there we actually look into the documents. So we ask the incorporation document. We ask them for the shareholder agreement, their status. We look at all this legal side. So we take a look of all the legal side. Then more on the business side, we look at uh, so we ask, uh, we want to see the team, uh, their business model, their competition, and the market opportunity. Mm -hmm. So these and these, but also tenity helps us into this evaluation. So this evaluation, there is also tenity involved. On the legal side, we take care of that. We make sure that the startup is uh, doesn't have uh, I don't know overhanging debts or Mm -hmm. things like this, right? This is like we do it ourselves on the business side. We we do we do a check ourselves. Plenity helps us into evaluating it, whether it's a good startup. And then once those, all these check boxes has been uh, passed, then we say okay, there is enough interest in our community. Let, then let's do the fundraise.
0: Perfect, perfect. Um... And maybe a last point on, on this subject is the, is the pre-money valuation, uh, because there are yeah. seed exactly. startups. So it's very difficult to you not know, to put a number on, on the startup because it's, it's very important to, for the yeah. IPO and to put a price on the shares. You are, your in. Exactly.
1: So how do Absolutely.
0: you make the, the valuation? Is it um, do you have a, I don't know connection with a laboratory or in corporate finance with your universities who can help you, you know to, to dig into the database of comparable? Uh, what is your method?
1: Yeah, it's really. I mean, uh, so the thing is that uh, how we do it. So, we 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 don't make up the valuation not ourselves. So, is the startup actually proposing their valuation mm-hmm. based on? The money that they've raised before and then based on the revenue or the status as of mm-hmm. today of course then then at the end the decision it's our decision whether this deal goes onto the platform so if we see that the valuation in our opinion and according to our community doesn't sounds fair mm-hmm. yeah. or doesn't make sense then we are just not going to list them mm. if they come up with a crazy valuation where we say we're worth 20 billion uh 20 million or mm. and we are a preseed, whatever this is most likely them. okay it's up to you but we are not gonna list you so for us it's like they, they have to come up with a valuation that is reasonable as long which as is reasonable and our community understands then we are happy to list it. but of course if there is valuation doesn't sound any uh yeah, there, there's no any business logic then we just don't we cannot list them so very it's
0: really to 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 work in with the collective intelligence of your community you know to yeah. to, to evaluate if, if the if the pricing is correct yeah. because uh they are they are very early stage startups so we don't know uh, we, yeah. we expect they become very uh, very valuable in the future but at the moment they want to restaurant, we don't know exactly the price uh, uh-huh. and, uh, i
1: can make a point it's quite interesting that so with our last startup that we fundraised so they had they were raising um a seed round or a, uh they already raised a million and a half in the past so now they were looking to raise more money and they they were already making revenue so 8, 000, eighty thousand swiss franc a year so they were already making some good revenue and they proposed a valuation of five million which is Really fair, and so we we really passed the deal to our community. We have a Discord community where our community hangs out and talk about it. We opened up a channel with them, and then really the feedback from our community was like, "It's actually quite cheap, like as a valuation." I mean, we have a, also a very Web3-based community now at the moment. We're looking also to shift more toward the focus Web to Web3 users, but so for our community, this deal sounds very fair. Uh, so we really listened at the community as well, mm. and uh, they said the valuation seems fair, and yeah, then and we, we felt comfortable. It was, but also the response from our community was that was so
0: perfect, perfect. And of course, when when the startup uh, do some revenue, it's the calculation is more easy because there are formula yeah, exactly. formula for that. But the problems always go to are in EAD uh, and you know they they don't have yeah. cash flow. They 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 may have some traction in any way, users or like or whatever, but they don't have revenue. So in 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 yeah. terms of uh, corporate finance, it's more difficult to to put a price on them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: totally. So now let's uh, please think that like I'm 5 years old because you know tokenization crypto is it's a it's a real new world for many people including technologists uh, who are not mm-hmm. in the field you know so what um can you explain what exactly the tokenization of share is um uh, and what is the content you know of this famous uh, smart contract that you are offering to the public sure so it actually so, so tokenization
1: is just a fancy term to say representation of a financial asset or or, or of any security on blockchain mm-hmm. that's all, that's all it is so if i want to represent something that is an equity a bond any derivative honestly any securities and we put it on chain so we represent it on chain or we create our digital a digital representation then this is tokenization so so that's simple as this.
0: person could say so what's the difference between between a paper share and an e- and an e-paper share you know the the in the web too so what's what makes the, the yeah. specificity of being in a, into a blockchain uh, uh particularly for a legal document such as a share because it's a, it's a proof of ownership so is, is the yeah. proof of ownership kept into the to the blockchain
1: yeah i mean uh, so the proof of ownerships it gets transferred exactly when you transfer the token mm-hmm. so if i if i have some shares on my wallet and i transfer to you then you become the actual owner of these shares mm-hmm. and there is no need for any signatures and you lost so now-
0: and you lost it because uh,
1: well, I mean, no, if I send it to you, then yes, I can
0: copy yes. and pass a document. I have, I kept it, and then send it to you. You know, you, there are a copy of the document. this document. This is what we call a, uh, you know, a digital. This is the principle of Web two. You know, you can copy and pass digital uh, document, yeah. but not with, uh, yeah, exactly. not with the, the, not with the token. Hmm. Yes, exactly. If, if,
1: I remember when I had to, uh, when I, when one of my previous, there was a person that we sold back the shares to us, who was in the company before. It was an idea. This person was in France and basically to sell us back his shares that we were, these were not tokenized shares. Basically, we had to send him a document. He had to sign it physically and then send it back to us. So it, it could not even be a digital signature like, you know, I signed it digitally. Mm-hmm. It, couldn't even, it needed to be a handwritten signature. So basically a paper going to Paris and coming back by post. So to actually certify the sale of these shares, mm. well, if these if these are tokenized, he could have just basically signed the paper and all. I mean, you, you, the paper is just a formality, let's say, but then the actual ownership transfer happens when he actually sends the shares to my wallet. Mm. This is very... That's mm-hmm. already... Uh,
0: oh. So... Um... So the the, um, the yeah. tokenized yeah, share yeah. is legally the same than a paper share. Of course, you, you, you exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And um, is a tokenized Absolutely. share the same thing as an NFT? Is it the two 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 uh, same two? Is it the same concept and two different with two different name? Um, so I would say no. So so exactly.
1: Maybe I can go into more. To the, this is the more technical part. So. What is this exactly? The question you ask, which smart contract is behind these tokenized shares, right? Um, so uh, our shares are ERC-20 tokens. So ERC-20 tokens are any token that you that you, that, that, that it's fungible, that is um that is fungible on um, on on the blockchain, like any crypto tokens. Uh, mostly, uh, almost all of them are ear min. Most of them are on the Ethereum blockchain, are ERC20 token. So, this token and fungible are exchangeable. Mm. And we use the same standard. So, I mean, just to say, uh, you know, Uniswap token is an ERC20 token. We use exactly the same uh, standard token. It's a bit tweaked, is of course, the smart contract is a bit different. There are a couple of differences because those are securities. These are securities. Mm. So, it's not actually safe, but Anyway, it's completely compatible with any DeFi infrastructure, our token. So it can be used in a DAX, it can be used in a lending and borrowing protocol, all that. Uh, so this said, what is the difference with an NFT? An NFT, um, first, is another kind of smart contract, is an RC721, uh, RC mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. and. Uh, and the nft the purpose of an nft is normally that is not fungible mm-hmm. so basically um, it, it's for representing something while here we actually tokenize every token with our system represent one share mm-hmm. so other and these are exactly the same while if you talk if you do an nft of every share then every one of them is different and they are not fungible while yeah. one share one share that I send you, mm. it should be the same share that you have mm. potentially you send me. They cannot be different. I mean, uh, otherwise, I mean, you could say different asset classes, but let's, let's keep it simple. No, no, it's, um, it's great sh-
0: because I, I, I was wondering, because as you uh, connect the name or, or, the, or, the, or the, um, the code, you know, of the owner of the tokenized share with the share he buy, you know, I, I thought that um, if John owns a tokenized share from Super Startup, is not uh, fungible or is it or is fungible with uh, the same share owned by robert you no know, from the same startup
1: exactly mm. these are fungible exactly okay. that's the purpose because because there is a smart contract that mints them all mm. at once so then all these tokens are are the same basically they are really the same and they are completely fungible mm. and that's why you don't want a uh, uh, an nft then there are other protocols who uh, actually actually use nft for the representation mm-hmm. of this um but yeah it's it, it, it's a different structure but they just use it as a representation basically it's like a certification that you are entitled of this ownership mm-hmm. but it's not really uh there is not a real um it's just a representation basically like a certification that these shares is somewhere and you are the owner this is how an NFT as of today is is used into this uh, context, but otherwise you want to have an ERC-20 mm. token. It would be or something that is fungible.
0: It would be um, too much level of ownership if if you have tokenized the share into an NFT, right? It was was too to to do anything then with them.
1: Yeah, it would be now it would be completely messy. but but, but just think, let's think about it. If I if I if I uh, so uh, let's say I have ten thousand share. Uh, Hundred thousand shares, then I will have a uh, hundred thousand different tokens. Mm-hmm. So let's say in my wallet I'm gonna purchase twenty thousand, means I'm gonna have twenty thousand different NFTs mm-hmm. in my wallet. That doesn't make Very any sense. Very
0: interesting because uh, then the the liquidity will be completely uh dis- Yeah, liquidity. exactly. Right.
1: It will be. It will be it will be a mess to work with i mean there are some decks for nfts oh. um i'm not i'm not gonna pretend that i'm an expert on and i mean decks i know how they work very well for mm. uh fungible tokens for nfts uh, uh yeah i will i need mm. to check but yeah, it will be very complicated from the liquidity side. It will really not work. You understand
0: why I why I ask this question because you know people who defend the NFT are very pushing about the ownership and you know uh, it's yours and the, what 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 it's in the NFT is unique and it and you, it can't be anywhere else. Yeah, but you we don't need that for. can i no
1: no no i mean i I understand because what 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 these people when they talk about nft what they are referring is that exactly that Mm. when you mint an nft is unique it's unique on its own and that's what people like because it represents something a digital something or whatever Mm. which is unique and people want this uniqueness Mm. but when you're talking about shares, mm, always, uh, this, is, this is not, doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. You don't want uniqueness. You want to that if you have some shares mm-hmm. and I have something, these are exchangeable, mm-hmm. they're one-to-one. Mm-hmm. That if I send you one shares and you send me one share, this is sec- mm-hmm. the same thing. Uh, you do, you, we don't want like to have two different Bitcoins, mm-hmm. like two different classes of Bitcoin. If I send you a Bitcoin, then you have a Bitcoin, and if you send me one, it's, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same, right?
0: Thanks for this clarification. It, it was very insightful for me. It was a real question. You know, it was not. Uh, I didn't try to. You know, to to. It, it, I, I really uh, asked myself this this question preparing this interview. What would be the difference mm-hmm. uh, uh, with NFT and the, the, the tokenized share? And now, yeah. practically, uh, technically, how do you tokenize? Is there a software when you? I don't know. You put you know the paper share inside, and and at the and the outcome is tokenized things. How did, how does it work?
1: So there is a legal part, and there is a technical mm-hmm. part. Uh, the legal part, it's, uh, it's basically uh, we, we, the company needs to have in its status of the company mm-hmm. uh, modification, which says that its shares can be basically tokenized, that we, we, it's not exactly written like this, but you need to add this to the status of the company. So you need to go to the notary, make a modification Mm -hmm. so that their shares can be uh, represented in a a tokenized form. And then once we do this, then we, uh, Arcton, we have the smart contract and we basically mint these shares. So then how does it work? A smart contract is a set of, of functions that we just specify. So we just write this function is the name of the company, the ticker, how many shares we need to mint. And then once all these criteria has been uh, filled, then we just deploy the smart contract on on Arbitrum, the blockchain where which we work with. And these uh, and then these shares where we decide where they are sent to a wallet which is controlled by is a multi-sig wallet which is controlled by the startup, mm-hmm. the notary, and us, us ours. And then these shares are in the in the in this uh, multisig wallet, and then they can be sent and that people can purchase so it's um
0: yeah. if i can ask uh request something maybe you should one day uh uh make a demo you know just uh share your screen and and record it and say this is how maybe you yes tokenize anything in fact because it could be yeah
1: yeah it. yeah exactly because this is yeah. this yeah. is, oh, is exactly it, like, is, is they create it's very simple I and mean, this tokenization is as is, is the same thing as creating any token at the end of the day then there are of course, here is the legal part, which we have in Switzerland, but the creation of the token itself is really the same as the creation of any RC20 token. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's fairly easy and simple. And if you just type on Google how to create RC20 token, you basically watch okay. the first video and you will see how, I will how I video
0: to, to, to add in on the on the on the blogs on the blog article yeah, blog. yeah it it be...
1: I, it's a good you gave me a good input that i i i will uh, exactly i will do some live tests to show exactly people because uh, if someone as exactly, has never deployed a smart contractor, it's it might seem very abstract, all yes. this. That's true. Uh
0: it's ne- good point. Maybe we can uh talk about the, the, the IPO now by, by itself. So you have tokenized the shares, etc. Of yep. course you have discussed uh with your with your community before uh to for the startup and now you, the shares the tokenized shares are available um for the for the buyers, investors. Yep. Uh First question: uh, Why did you call that on your website IPO and not security token offering? Is it just <laughs> you don't a to use uh, mumbo jumbo jargon of crypto world, or is, it the, or is it very different things for you?
1: Actually, it's very interesting. It was a big
0: big debate
1: uh, in quotation mark big debate on how to call this, right? I always thought that security tokens offering was uh, made more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, But then somehow our community started calling that when we were explaining what we were doing or we, you know, people read our documents and whatever, they started calling it startup IPO for them. And at the end, we basically, you know, our community started giving these, even if to me made more sense, security token offering, somehow our community uh, liked more the startup IPO um, terminology. And so at the end, we just kept this, but it's exactly the same yeah. uh, because the reason why this they said that security token offering, they, they didn't like it, our community, because in the past, there were some scams mm. or people that misappropriated this term mm. saying, oh, this is a security token, but in reality it was not. And in 2018 and 19, there was a big buzz around this. And people were saying, oh, this is, I'm issuing a security token, but like, Switzerland was the first country to have a legal framework to do it, and it was only in 2021. So, people, when thought about SDO, thought about, ah, but this is like a scammy thing. So, they prefer like a new name, like this Startup IPO. And basically, we went on with this name since our community liked it. That's uh, good.
0: good uh, yeah. It's a smart, uh, smart choice because, of course, ICO is forget it, it's full of exactly 70% of ICO scam then we we saw the terminology of sto security token offering uh but as it's it's jargon of the crypto world maybe yeah wider maybe. investor could be you know uh, could be could be a barrier to entry for wider people you know not not very good. yeah
1: exactly I like maybe it's, it's actually it's good as you're making a good point that uh, um to a wider audience, even the word token is very scary. Mm-hmm. Somehow people get scared when they hear the word token. So honestly we liked startup IPO. Mm-hmm. Um as of so far we yeah, I think we uh, we like it and it's it's also good to kind of mint uh, or uh, create a new uh, name for this uh for for this kind of mm-hmm. service that uh, to have our own name it's quite quite cool <laughs> but yeah let's
0: see um so in the in the old, old new world you know uh, based on fiat money we saw the emergence of many crowdfunding platforms trying to disrupt the old world of project of uh, project financing first we saw the emergence of donation are crowdfunding platform for creative projects such as books movie uh, craft uh, uh, to go- to consumer product and the the two or three major platform are kickstarter indiegogo and, and Ulule in france uh, then yeah. we see the emergence of investment crowdfunding platform equity based crowdfunding royalty based crowdfunding peer-to-peer lending exactly. so uh, just re- to remind to our audience that arcton is therefore an equity-based crowdfunding crowd investing platform mm-hmm. with the secret sauce uh, with the leverage uh, offered by the Web three uh, crowd, and of course the tokenization uh, of shares, le- and this tokenization is a uh, uh, legal, uh, the legal process done by you, and is mm-hmm. is is based on the opportunity that law has been um, has been approved in Switzerland uh, that is uh, opening a lot of opportunity. Maybe you could a little bit talk yeah. about this law for us. Yes, uh, so.
1: The the process is worse is exactly worse as a traditional capital increase. Let's say that we want to create tokenized just the new shares that a company uh, creates. So the process is exactly as it was before. So you go to the notary, you do the capital increase, and then basically, um, and then basically at the same time you mint the tokens. And we can attach this document. So the document that the, the notary has signed mm-hmm. with the capital increase. Uh, we We put in i p f s and then we create a link and we put it in the token so people can always refer to the real document and see that actually this uh this is not just a whatever token it's a token which was there was a signature of an of a notary of a Swiss notary and there was an actual capital increase and these are actually security tokens um um, yeah, basically. What is the name and then of the ex- law?
0: Sorry, what is the name of the of the of the law uh, regulating? Uh, the the name the, nom- the name of the law is the Swiss DLT Swiss DLT. bill. Okay, very or important. Or Swiss
1: DLT, A- Swiss DLT Act. Mm. Yeah, Swiss DLT bill. Very important. oh uh, yeah, you can you can check it out. Absolutely. It's it it came into force in February 2021, and then there was the second part of this uh framework, which uh So the first part came into force February 2021. The second part was in August 2021 with some new licenses for trading facilities. Yeah, but yeah, the full so came in there. The Something
0: time? very intrigue that intrigued me a lot about uh, you know the Web3 is the, the the dynamic and the power of the of this of the crowd of the Web3 crowd. Why the Web3 crowd are so dynamic, so powerful? Where the Web3 where, where the Web to crowd or not? Because when you compare the money raised yeah. on the Web3 is crazy, and the record with the you know with the crowdfunding platform I like like Citin Creek etc. They have some some record of fundraising you know that can raise um, reach ten million dollars uh, something like that. But compared to the what the the Web3 uh, records of fundraising mm-hmm. yeah. have been performed, it's crazy. How do you explain this difference?
1: Yeah, I would say so. It's really, it's really good question, an interesting question. Like that's why, uh, with our community, we went after looking people in the Web three because Web three users have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. They like to invest. They like to trade. They're risk takers. But the reason why I think is there's uh, people, but like frankly, the easy answer is people have a lot of money in our not have made a lot of money. Mm. Crypto user. Made a lot of money, and that's what gives them a lot of uh a lot of power for investing these people uh a lot of people made a lot of money and uh, mm-hmm. I mean you can go on D-Bank and check it out some of the wallets out there mm-hmm. and these people um have uh have made a lot of money with because tokens are tradable since the beginning It's like you know the so let's put it this way you know hedge funds mm-hmm. right you heard. These guys make a lot of money. Why do they make a lot? Of, I mean, not all of them. I'm, I'm ju- now I'm generalizing. But they make a lot of money because they can trade. They can create strategies, right? They can short. They can go long. They can do any fancy thing because shares at that stage are on the public market, they are tradable, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so hedge funds mainly trade things who are liquid and tradable. Well, now mm-hmm. you, that world was really not, easy, accessible for retail users. And also, even though it was accessible, you had a competitive disadvantage. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna have the same quality of information and possibility to have the same quality of, as an edge panel. because good. you're not gonna have a, you're not gonna have a, Tom, a Bloomberg terminal. Mm-hmm. There is no way you're gonna be like earlier onto something, on to something mm-hmm. before them. So then in crypto, it's actually different. It, it works completely with other systems. Things are tradable since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And you don't need a uh, fancy access. The, there are no gatekeepers because mm-hmm. even to, to to even to purchase stocks, it's not that you can buy them. With a, with a wallet. You, there are gatekeepers. You need a bank. You need a primary broker. You, 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 you can't even access the stock exchange. No one. I mean, you need, to, you need permissions to access the stock exchange. Well, here, that's the beauty of blockchain. People can do whatever they want. There is no, there is no gatekeeper. Mm. People can trade on decentralized exchanges all day long. No one is stopping them. They have liquidity since the beginning, so they can speculate And many people made a lot of money. That's why now they have a lot of power.
0: So uh, if if you try to synthesize why the crowdfunding platform in the Web2 world works, but not compared to
1: To what's in Web3. They have
0: uh, the Web2 crowdfunding have the collective intelligence. Okay, we have it into the Web3. But we multiply this by 1,000, 1 million people more. So the collective intelligence yeah. craziness, you know, people, as you yeah. said, you, your, your community evaluate the startup, you know, together and, and, and this exchange. And this is, this is uh, fascinating. It's like having, um, an army of analysts at your, at your service, you know, who work together yeah. and, and work it uh, and find the best decision. And also the, the, the speculative part, the trading part of the, of the, of the things that we can't find in the web, too. When you when you exactly. support a, cri- a, a creative guy on Kickstarter, OK, you may have a, a product, the promise of the product, or, or you have a, a reward, but it's not tradable. You know? It's OK. No. And same thing for the equity-based uh, equity startup. Same, same uh, thing for the equity. You buy You're going to be stuck there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have the stock. You, you can't do it, anything with it you cannot you cannot do anything you cannot
1: stake it. you cannot put it as a collateral for lending and borrowing. You cannot really you can they, these stocks they don't generate any yield as they call it or any a p y as they call it in the blockchain space while there so when you invest in a token, so already this can go up in price, but then you can do so many things. You can stake it. You can put it in a call, in a lending and borrowing in a market, in a market, uh, uh, in a lending and borrowing protocol. You can do all sort of things uh, to generate additional yields on this token. While with if you invest in the Web two crowdfunding, I mean you you don't you don't hold it. You don't you cannot trade it. Mm-hmm. You cannot you really cannot do anything as you said. And and then you're just hoping at some point. That in seven eight years these companies get sold and maybe you make some money Absolutely. hopefully mm-hmm. something that's all so i mean if this could be i mean i really see how i mean mm-hmm. i i mean at least i'm convinced how mm-hmm. we can have the same thing also with equity i hope uh, we will make it a big reality and a big shift because then we can have the same thing for web 2 web 3 investors who invest in equity of startups mm. and have the same because this can be done it's really it's not a technological problem mm. like it's not at all a technological challenge our challenge is not a technology stand is that shift of mentality challenge that's our challenge the challenge is convincing people that this is actually a good idea mm. because we are we hear a lot of pushbacks from people saying no, no 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 equity of startups should not be tradable. This is wrong. Mm. This is not a good idea. And I'm like, why? No, because uh, otherwise there is too much volatility. This is not good for the ecosystem. Then the founders get distracted and, and they're gonna tell you so many mm. points, which can be valid. But then you see on the other side, what happens in Web3 and it, and it works perfectly. I mean, it's really, actually, if you have equity, it's even much better. It will be even much, much healthier mm-hmm. because, because at least you know if you buy a token in the Web three world, these guys th- they don't give any legal protection. Like if you buy a token, you don't have legal protection. If you buy a tokenized share, at least you know you have legal protection. So Absolutely. if the guy is is gonna is gonna run away, uh, you can sue them. While if you buy a token, you cannot. I mean, you cannot do anything.
0: This is very important but Maybe we can repeat it again. Uh... Yeah. what's what you do is to produce a legal tokenized share yeah so i repeat it yeah. often produce issue from their startups um legal tokenized shares that means yeah. that it has the same legal uh, value that a paper shares you know so uh, of course the startup can can go bankruptcy uh, or can become a success but yeah of course exactly. Of exactly exactly
1: mm-hmm. exactly absolutely product. It's exactly that. Exactly.
0: Let me share my screen very rapidly because I want to to show you something. Um, do you see my screen? Yes. Okay. Um, let's see the the upper uh, and then the the, the 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 upper schema that I made uh, here uh so yeah. you issue a uh, token i share and I- individual investor can of course uh buy it by by sending money you know okay yeah many, exactly. many equity based uh crowdfunding uh crowdfunding platform mm-hmm. in the web to have uh, an intermediate uh company for each startups that call uh holding company in fact it's a um special vehicle uh in for for the special
1: sp- special per- vehicles, Yeah, special vehicle per- spe- uh, SV, uh, Special purpose vehicle, exactly. SPV, yeah. Exactly,
0: uh, and the the, the the function of this uh, intermediate company is to pull all the individuals investor, mm-hmm. and so yeah, the startup together. Uh, will have only one investor, the SVP. Exactly. So this yeah, is yeah, uh, yeah. this is a good model because for the governance of the startup is good. They don't have to report to one thousand, one one hundred investor here, mm-hmm. you know, because. Uh, in in, in yeah. the schema i just made one investor but in fact if you are we are in crowdfunding you can have um thousand investors. so it's yeah. pretty, a little bit yeah. complicated so what is your yeah. model right and um yeah we actually use us
1: so a couple of things so we yeah uh, we use us we have we use our SPV exactly as well uh we uh i mean so now for- yeah, we have one SPV that we then uh, can basically segment. So yes, wow. for ev- there is one SPV for every startup. Yes. Yeah. Well, wow. okay. the yeah, yeah, there is one SPV for every startup. And I mean, so for Swiss startup, the, I mean the, the the reason is that uh, um so first exactly we need a way to somehow uh bundle together these investors. Mm-hmm. We for if they are Swiss based in startup, we can use also a nomi- kind of a nominee structure. So that simplify basically you collect you put co- collectively all these users together and you say hey there is one representative ah, okay. and this one is the one is the one going on the cap table of the startup. Mm. The reason why we have this SPV is also because at the moment um, we, we would like to tokenize equity of startups who are not based in the in Switzerland. Mm. So how do you do it? if you cannot use the swiss law then you you create an spv in switzerland you take the equity of these startups you bring it onto switzerland and then you tokenize the spv so that's a way of tokenizing also international startups
0: mm, smart mm. yeah very interesting because I, when in my in my in my uh, drawing you know you see that there are there are two uh shares issuing first for the startup and then from the spv to the investors so you have two uh you have to to issue two 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 times uh, uh,
1: yeah i mean the the part of like the the startup putting these shares in the spv it's fairly simple is 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 a very basic pro. i mean it's very simple that side is just a legal documentation part well then you actually then you sell what is uh, the shares of the spv actually yes which owns these shares yeah
0: so uh, we have uh, issued uh, tokenized shares you make a call to our community what type of uh, of course uh, w- what is the particularity also of the web tree is that people are behind the wallet so they are anonymous so you don't know exactly if if, if mr. it's uh, mr robert smith and 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 michelle yeah. uh, michelle uh, michelle uh, jonas you know you don't know the name
1: yeah, right? yeah, but yeah. do you like
0: have um some element to to know who are your sta- your investors? are they individuals are they hedge funds who are coming you know yeah. trying to, to 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 make money do you know what the type of, it, of your investors
1: yeah so on arcton on the primary issuance we actually do a kyc so we know uh-huh. so when the startup actually do the fund does the fundraise mm-hmm we know who's buying these tokens, so we know exactly oh. who is they need to pass a kyc we have it in place so people actually pass it we have restriction on some countries like us cannot invest some countries at war um you know they cannot invest so that that, that we know um we, we. once they are on the secondary market we Actually,
0: I don't know. Of yeah. course, so but I'm 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 talking very uh, uh, focusing on the IPO, on the initial uh, offering, yeah. because it's very important also to to avoid money laundering, you no know, terrorists or mafia, you know, exactly. putting their money into a startup behind a wallet, anonymous wallet. So you know who they are. So if there is any problem, you can you can trace the justice can exactly. trace them and, and okay.
1: Yes, exactly. That's why we we we, we do the KYC. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, we are reaching, uh, the, the end of the. Yeah. Do you have something, uh, booked after? Uh, yeah. I mean, in 10 minutes, uh, okay. uh I will have, uh, yeah, okay. Because yeah,
1: meeting, yeah, I, I, I want see. to have
0: you, uh, you know, uh, so maybe, okay. I will squeeze a little bit about the IPO. You, you said that the most, the majority of uh, what I wanted to know. Maybe a little bit about the secondary market. Why did you choose yeah. the Camelot? Um, so yes, yes, please.
1: Sure. Uh, so maybe I can also go, why did we think that this makes sense? So actually, it's also, maybe I can give a view of why of tokenization, because there are many people doing a lot of project in tokenization and why I think um, what we are doing, it makes more sense than um, some other projects. Um, so first of all, is if you tokenize something that it's already exists in the traditional world and you bring it on chain, you're solving the problem or a problem just for those who cannot buy it in the in the in the traditional world. Mm-hmm. Make an ex- I'm gonna make an example to make it very easy. If I tokenize a public stock and I tokenize it, then okay, maybe if I if I if I completely I no other way to purchase a, a tokenized, a public stock, then I can buy it in the on blockchain. But it's very unlikely that um, a person doesn't have access to Robinhood Mm. or a bank, where he can actually buy from there a public stock. Mm. So tokenizing some of these assets, which are now being tokenized, in our opinion, doesn't make sense Mm. or doesn't bring that much value. Because if you tokenize like a bond, unless someone cannot purchase a bond on the traditional market, and there are some cases, I'm not saying that there are not, there are some cases, there are some companies that I know that only can purchase via crypto because they don't have an item. They only collect funds from uh, stable coins or crypto and then they deploy So they need uh, to get access to these uh, assets. They, they need to be tokenized. But otherwise I would say tokenization doesn't make that much sense. Mm-hmm. If you tokenize something that already exists, you bring it on chain, if it's something that it's uh, so w- why so now going back why do we do what we do is because people are interested into crypto because i mean people come on chain at least or to exchanges because they can buy crypto um yeah or something that is not available in the traditional world so the reason why we do what we do is because we can, we bring on chain or in this world something that is not available in the traditional way tokenize equity of startups which are tradable on a on camelot on a decentralized exchange this it cannot be done in the web 2 world Mm -hmm. this is really cannot be done as efficiently Mm -hmm. as it can be done in the web 3 world so that the only reason why we tokenize shares is that because we can interact with the DeFi ecosystem absolutely because there because there you can enhance liquidity you can have better bo- lending and borrowing markets and that's where it becomes very very interesting because then you can have all these things which really they are not feasible in the traditional world and uh, but they are they can be done in the in the web3 world so that's why we tokenize things which are not accessible like equity of c- private companies and we make it tradable. So we give access to something which is hard to get access. And on top of this, you make it tradable. So then we went on to Camelot. We told them about our project. And they, they really loved it. And they thought, well, we have the perfect infrastructure for this. And we are, lo- we are happy to work with you. We reached out to three different decentralized exchanges. At the end, we decided to work with Camelot because they were the most eager to work with us. We got to know them. And basically then we ended up with them. And then, I, I
0: did it was a long story know, but to it, explain um uh, uh, we have a little bit time, I will I will try to speed up. Um so uh the power of an external uh exchange social camera is very evident because they bring uh the volume of transaction, the volume yes, of transaction exactly. that a web two secondary market of uh, others can offer. So this is uh, this is the game changing uh, point. And also, you said at the beginning of the interview that you are planning to, to build your own secondary market. Uh, why, when you have Camelot, why would you want to have it, uh, your own one?
1: Makes sense. So, yeah, exactly. So, Camelot, it's amazing because, I mean, these infrastructure already works. There are millions and millions of volumes every day. So, at the moment, you just have crypto, but there is no other, I mean, besides legal constraints and mindset, there is no way, there is no restriction on having tokenized equity. Um, so, why we want, I said that exactly, we want to have our secondary market in the future. So, now we need to validate a, more our, 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 um, our system mm-hmm. or that tokenized shares can be traded on camelot and at the moment internally we don't have the resources to develop our own secondary market it will be it will be too much complicated for us it's more easier to partner with them they have a community they like what we're doing their incentive is that the trading fees they earn these trading fees um, for us is perfect because we just want to validate our model mm-hmm. later on once we have done a couple of issuance the part what would like is uh, is actually to capture the value of the trading fees on the secondary market wow. so that's why we want to develop our own hmm. because then we can do the issue on our own secondary market and people when they trade then we we capture the value from the trading fees. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, yeah. this was one of my questions. How do you earn money? Uh, because the, on the secondary market there is transaction fee, and I wanted to say if you have some uh, some some uh, fee, um, feedback, you know, or or not, yeah. not at the moment.
1: We come a lot. We don't. So that's why later on we we would like to develop our own secondary market. So, Hopefully in collaboration with them. I mean I, I don't see why we cannot include them in this project.
0: So uh, how do you? Uh, what is your revenue model right now? Do you do you charge fees after when they onboard? Do you charge investors? Exactly. On the IT? so
1: it's at the, at the moment is just a fundraising fee. So when the startup raise. A certain amount of money, we take five percent. Okay. At, at the moment, it's fairly simple. We have, we also have a um, then we have a carried interest mm-hmm. when the startup makes an exit. So we we act a little bit as a VC if you want sure. or a private private equity uh, fees structure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's mainly. Later on, is to exactly fees on the secondary market as well, if and that's where I think it's If
0: you're me maybe a last question, and then I will let you. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is most important challenge for the for the following month and what do you expect to to get as a as a as a key out uh, outcome uh, for your from here you,
1: yeah the, the the current challenge is uh, having some uh, instit- more institutionalized investors that can lead rounds in startups mm. that we propose on our platform or that wants to bring startups mm. to Arcton. so that's that's the challenge now having some more professional business angels that like the possibility to make their investments liquid and so they would like to bring along, uh, maybe, you know, lead a round of a startup they would like to invest on Arcton and we act as co-investors mm-hmm. with them so they can enjoy liquidity on their investment. So this is right now the challenge we have finding this side of the market with the, uh, Lead investors, business angels that like to do
0: this. Yeah, fantastic. So let's make a call out to to uh, uh, venture capitalists who are who are educated in the, in the in the blockchain and they want to commit in the blockchain. Let's call out to angel investors who want to come and, and discover a new a new world. Thank you, Francesco. It was a delight to have you today. Thanks for being. Well, thank so you very clear. much. Your explanation was crystal crystal, crystal clear. Uh, thank you very much for being my guest today.
1: Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thank you a lot for having me. Bye-bye, everyone.